Jesus teaches us many things during his ministry on earth. One of them was to be the light and let it shine before others. He told us that we are his ambassadors and he gave us a big mission to make disciples. What is that supposed to look like? And how can we possibly be the light, moreover an ambassador, when the darkness is dominating us? I'm your host Kala Wijaya, and this is Young Wall and Free Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome back to Young Wild and Free Podcast episode 8, 21st of October 2020 with me, your host Kala, as always. <laughs> we are almost done with October and I hope your October has been good and I hope October has been treating you well as well. Um, not too crazy, not too stressful because we are almost going into Christmas and the New Year. I hope that... Um, Something's looking up for you, and as of right now, as of this recording today, um, <laughs> Melbourne is still under lockdown, and we still have the five kilometer rule, which is not, not you know, not funny. <laughs> but hoping that we will be opening up soon for Christmas, so we can visit family and friends. But yeah, hey, you know what's good? Young Wall and Free podcast almost 10th episode <laughs> i could not believe i could make it this far with you guys and without your support and without you keep listening to me i don't know if i could continue this <laughs> because um your support and feedbacks are awesome and i hear um you know as i said again and again people love this podcast and have been inspired this is such an amazing ride for me and i'm glad that you are staying um, and i'm glad that you are still with me but yeah today's topic is being the light even if it's not popular and i think i'm gonna talk about this to um, specifically christians because i think we need to address this uh topic and make it as explicit as possible because some of us, I mean, most of us, I mean, sometimes I don't know how and what does it look like to be the light in this world? What does it mean to be an ambassador of Christ? What does it mean to be part of bringing kingdom of heaven to earth? What does it look like? And how are we gonna, how are we supposed to make disciples? You know, it's, it's such an odd mission in 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 my opinion like when i first heard about uh, the great commission that jesus gave us was to make disciples i was like okay like you want me to be a teacher i don't know how it's gonna look like because i never see myself as a teacher i don't know if i'm patient enough <laughs> to teach people let alone making a disciple you know it's still very strange and odd to me when I heard about that but then 
after you know going to church and in my church as well, Numa Church in Melbourne, uh, we had a whole series about making disciples. It's not an option. And then since then, I understand what does it look like to be to make a disciple and to be an ambassador of Christ and help him bringing kingdom of heaven to earth. And we're gonna unpack that in this episode today because I know it's significant, and I think we all need a reminder and also a um, little bit of insight on how we are supposed to do this. So often we Christians are being labeled as religious people and that we can't be friends with those who are not Christians. Okay, that's totally a myth and that's totally not right. And I don't like the term religious, to be honest, because I was called a religious person person every time i meet people they will be like oh so you're like what really religious and stuff and (laughs) i still find it really funny because it sounds like i am trapped in church with you know this many doctrines and rules that we shouldn't break otherwise we'll be punished by god and how they see god is so interesting because they thought that god is such a violent and and, and angry god i still find it funny how people perceive christianity that way and i think we should change the narrative from religion to relationship instead we have a relationship with god we have a relationship with jesus right and through jesus we have a communion with god and that our desire is to become the person he wants us to be whatever it takes even if we fail because we do because everybody has fallen short for the glory of god even church leaders and pastors i know i really say that because it's true we are human we tend to sin and we tend to fall short for the glory of god and it's the truth it's the fact no matter who you are no matter how uh, great this you know pastors on platforms that you see preaching they still have things to deal with and and they are walking in the same struggles as us too But the thing about Jesus is he's always ready to forgive us and help us to get back up again, even though we've fallen short for his glory. I had a funny story (laughs) when, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to play games, right? Online games. And so we were talking on discord and stuff. And one of them finds out that I'm a Christian and there is a long pause after I said that I'm a Christian because he was asking. It seems like he was stunned <laughs> and the awkward silence lingered on air like you can just feel the awkwardness there until he broke with a question do you sin i was like do i what and he repeated do you sin and i asked like sin as in like as i am sin and he was like yeah <laughs> what i was so close to laugh my head off but I kept it inside because I don't want to offend him or anything. I literally have to take a deep breath before I answer his burning question that sounds more like my stupid question that I asked people a few years ago. <laughs> and then I just answer, I, of course I do. I, I am no different than you. We all sin, be it big or small, every day. And then I try to explain this is why I choose to believe in Jesus and having him in my life he gives me grace and forgiveness every day even when i sin against him and i know that he is 
trying to perfect me and to make me the person that I want to be every day. And even if I fail, even if I broke his heart, you know, Jesus is always ready to catch me. So I try to explain it to him like that as simple as possible. And the surprise for me was that he agreed with my answer and he feels that, yeah, we need more people that are you know religious that that's what he said <laughs> and to, to you know you know to inspire people to give hope to people and then i was just like wow okay his response is not what i was expecting and i was so happy that i get to share a little bit of myself a little bit of my the perspective that i have about christianity and he heard that directly from me and i was like wow if that's not an opportunity from god that conversation although no matter how awkward it looked like <laughs> at that time it's still an opportunity from god that i was just like super honored that i get to explain what christianity is looks like looks like in my life so um the second myth is that are we allowed to have non-christian friends like i heard this a couple times of people non-christian friends asking me like are you are you allowed to be friend with me and i was like wow <laughs> that is i didn't expect that question and i was like of course i can it's not like i'm gonna be punished because i am befriending an outcast you know not at all the better question that we should be asking is how can i be a better friend for the non-christians If God did not put you where you are, in the midst of non-Christians, who would have been their source of light? Who would be their example to put their faith in Jesus? Because the truth is, you might be the only one that has introduced Jesus into their lives. You have a role, you are significant, and you have a part to play. Because we know that making disciples, being a light, and that we are called to be ambassadors of Christ and the kingdom of God in 2 Corinthians 5.20. So what I am trying to say is that you may have hobbies like going to the gym or gaming like myself or swimming or even book clubs. And you notice that most people there are out of your safe zone Christian bubble. And my encouragement to you is stay there as long as you can. Because you may not know what happens when you just stay there and let opportunity arise and let God use you wherever you are. Because your life speaks louder than your words and I believe people can see it more than you know. Your body language, your actions, the way you speak, the way you treat people, the way you respond to questions. They can see it. And I just want you to know that you have to make sure that it mirrors his truth mirrors his character because if you know and you take the call of jesus seriously 
you know, bringing heaven on earth, being an ambassador and you want to be the light and you just understand that this world needs a right representation of what Christianity looks like without the cover-ups, without being ashamed of it. You know, the fact that we know that many people still think that God is an angry God or that Christianity or Christians are weird or that we are labeled as religious, it must have meant that people in their lives probably, I don't know who they are, but they must have represented Christianity in a wrong way or misrepresented Jesus and they took it and then they perceive it that way since the beginning of their lives probably from young age you know and that just makes them not believe in Christ and that this should be the sign this is why we were called to make disciples and be ambassadors of Christ and to be the light and salt on this earth friends this world desperately needs you this world desperately needs jesus in you and this world needs your story your voice whatever capacity that you have whatever hobbies that you have that are not safely christian bubble you know like watching football or watching um you know playing golf or even gaming or i don't know what it looks like or book clubs or anything that is not that is outside of church you have a significant role to play there, even in corporate life, in office or business, or if you have um, a small shop, for example, you are placed there for a reason and you can make a change. You can make the world a better place, starting with one person. And then we know that Romans 12 too say that you have been placed in the world to not be like the world, but to be different. And that's exactly what it is. And it will be visible. Your difference, your um, faith is visible and people can see it. There's something strange. In their, in their eyes, it looks like something strange in you. Something's different. Something that is not coming out of this world, you know. Something that is not taught um, from school, but it's taught by your devotion in Christ. And it's apparent and people can see it. And tell you what, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy representing Christ because we will be mocked. We will be rejected. We will not be exactly why it's not popular. (laughs) Exactly why some Christians left the church because they just think that this mission is stupid or this mission is too much for them because they just could not deal with the rejection or the mocking of people saying, pointing fingers to them knowing that they're Christians. But if you are serious with the call of God and that you know in your heart, it is in your heart to be to want and desire the same thing and that your heart breaks for what breaks his, you have to not be ashamed. If we want to change the world and make Jesus' name known, we should not be afraid to step out of our throne and go into their worlds. They should not come to us, but we should come to them and be available for them exactly say it in romans 1 16 that we should not be ashamed of the gospel of jesus christ
take a moment to briefly look at how Jesus welcomed the outcasts from the book of Luke. The first one is the leper. Jesus was walking around in a town. He encountered a man with leprosy. And when he sees Jesus, he falls down at his feet and begs him saying, If you want to, you can heal me. Jesus was overcome with emotion and did something that would have made himself unclean. He responded saying, I do want to be clean. He reached out and touches the man and instantly he was healed and Jesus told him to go to the priest to check him. The leper would have been shunned by society and people are trying hard to avoid him because of his disease that he carries. But in this moment, we see that Jesus does not afraid to step down and look at him and hear his cry and hear his desperate plea and actually heal him. Not just by word, not just by prayer from distance, but he actually looked down to him and touched this man. And one touch from Jesus can change everything, right? And we see that he was healed immediately sorry, instantly even. (laughs) So we see that we understand in this moment that Jesus wants to demonstrate that you should not be afraid to step down and hear the cry of those who needs you. And then you can read on in this book of Luke that there are so many outcasts that Jesus befriended them and starting from the tax collector, the paralytic, the sinful woman with alabaster jar, that poor everything to worship him and um, the demon possessed men as well as the parable of the lost son the prodigal son you know there's so many things that we can learn from jesus here so in all of these stories different scenarios have different way of healing but the main thing that jesus wants to wants us to understand is that the main strategy is the same you have to step out of your comfort zone because jesus did Even if it's not popular, even the people that you are befriending with (laughs) are shunned by society or like hated by so many people. You know, you never know, like they need one touch from you and can change everything. They need your story, they need your testimony and you just never know. It starts with one person and that is exactly what making disciple looks like. The parable of the lost sheep. The shepherd leaves the 99 to find the one. And Jesus leaves the 99 to find you before. And now it's your time to find the one that needs to come home. Because you cannot deny the effect of your story, the effect of your testimony. That one person that you impact, that you influence, that you tell your story to. The next day... He or she may go to the next person and then the next person go to the next person. And it's just like a domino effect of salvation, of redemption. And that is how we make disciples. When one person comes to know Jesus or hear about the good news of Christ, heaven rejoices. So don't despise the day of small beginnings, even though it's just sharing. You may not know what impact their hearts. Maybe their face doesn't look like they're paying attention, you know, but you can't deny it. You don't know what's changing in their hearts, right? It's not about having the right technique or personalities to 
um, share the gospel. It's just about being you and knowing that your story is significant for that person. And you can ask God too at that time. Like when you go on and about in your day, you can ask God about one person that you want him to change through you. And then ask him the strategy that he wants you to do. God, what do you say about this person? Tell me something that I don't know. Tell me something that I don't see. And then I'm pretty sure that the Holy Spirit will step down right at that time. I did that thousand times and I know that he will do the same to you. Probably you see someone in the coffee shop and then you see that some things need to change there. And then and then you feel the push and the nudge of the Holy Spirit. So ask the Holy Spirit, what does this person want to hear from me today? Use my mouth, use my voice to speak your hope. And that's it. It starts with one person. Just let the Holy Spirit do what only He can do. You just need to be a ready vessel. You just have to be available. And that's all that matters. Availability. God can use us that. As I've said thousand times in, <laughs> in my episodes before as well, your yes, your one yes can be extraordinary. Because God wants those who are ready and available and willing to be sent. You know, Prophet Isaiah said to us that we have to say that here I am, God, I'm available. Send me. So are you available today to step out of your safe bubble, safe zone of Christianity <laughs> and actually step out and inspire those people around you? No matter where you are, no matter what you do, you have a part to play. And your story is significant to change their lives. And you will not know what happened. But God has a plan for that one person in your life. Because he left the 99 to find the one. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Young, Wild and Free Podcast. I hope you've got yourself a really good takeaway from today, which I mean, <laughs> come on, it's definitely better than McDonald's or KFC. Am I right? <laughs> but before you go, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Young, Wild, Free Podcast so you will not miss any important updates from us and it's also the best way to keep in touch. Feel free to share this episode to your Instagram story and tag us. We would love to hear what you think. Your feedback and suggestions are always welcome too. And lastly, if you enjoy our content, pretty please with a cherry on top, 
subscribe to the show and spare yourself a few minutes to give us a 5-star rating and chuck in a review because it will help Young Wild and Free Podcast to be discovered by many more awesome people just like you. This is Carla signing off. I'll see you again next week. Have a great day and God bless you.